In this episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs, we speak to a common human resource challenge that's happening these days, the great resignation. What is happening and why is it happening? There are staff members who are thinking about leaving or worse, they're being poached. And so let's unpack that. Maybe priorities have been reevaluated for a lot of people. And so mental health having more personal time, working from home, not having a commute, spending more time with elderly parents, uh, young children, like it, everyone's in a different situation. So having that conversation, because not everybody simply has a huge bank account to just throw more money at people. If you haven't experienced staff leaving recently, this is what we are hearing. We're seeing people retiring quicker than possibly they originally intended doing and we do have some people um, uh, changing their minds about being accountants or not as many people going into accounting as uh, as possibly you know the the educators hoped would happen so we've got this situation where um, accountants are becoming as you know like a little bit scarce for small businesses that have limited financial resources what can we do to counter the great resignation and for us it was really trying to not meet the requirements and the wages of other firms, but really helping our teammates understand and systematizing what is it that they can learn and how do they continue to move up in our company and what is the growth opportunity here and why our business is a place where they will have that growth opportunity. Pay is not the only thing. So the benefits, we had to change our benefits. The the work hours and how, how we work and the flexibility around that. Um, you know, having personal days, having volunteer days, like these are all benefits that we will now need to be paying out. Is it always about money though? What if the temptation of the other side isn't what they expect? We also hire based on what are your end goals? What do you want to get out of this? And it isn't necessarily money. And so we take that extra time to determine what what you want out of it. The article that I read this week was keeping that door open just a little mm-hmm. bit in case the grass isn't as green as they expected on the other side. If you are a small business being impacted by the great resignation, this episode is one you should not miss as it could bring you some serenity now. Take a listen. Welcome to another episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs. This topic is one that I think a lot of business owners will resonate with. We're in 2022 and we're still seeing this great resignation, but it's actually impacting businesses in a range of different ways. So I'd love to unpack with the Serenity Sisters, what are some of the things that you're seeing in your industry or in your business as well as what are the ways that companies, the you know ones that haven't had as much turnover, what do you think they're doing differently? So I thought this would be an excellent topic, especially at the change of the new year, where um, there are staff members who are thinking about leaving or worse, they're being poached. And so let's unpack that. And Candice, you in kind of our pre-chat uh, earlier mentioned a couple of things happening in the accounting industry. So I'm going to let you kick it off. Sure. So the accounting industry, um, specifically public practice, but um, the accounting industry widespread, knew that they had an issue, that there was, we were coming up to an aging demographic of of accountants. So we've got, you know, 
you know, in the next five, 10 years or whatever, um, a lot of people heading towards retirement. So, you know, there's a, a big push to recruit new accountants and and uh, try and backfill the uh, the population, so to speak, before this older accountants start retiring en masse. Well, then the pandemic hit and it just sped it up. So we're seeing people retiring quicker than possibly they originally intended doing. And we do have some people changing their minds about being accountants or not as many people going into accounting as uh, as possibly, you know, the the educators hoped would happen. So we've got this situation where accountants are becoming, a, you know, like a little bit scarce. And my firm, we're, a, we're what you call a small accounting firm. And the larger accounting firms, they have the financial resources that they can just throw money at this. So they're starting to poach staff. So we're seeing this huge migration of staff of accounting from all aspects of, of life and these larger firms, it's it's almost like they're collecting as many as they can, knowing that they're not going to be able to keep all these. So we've got this short-term problem where they've they've poached all these accountants. And then as the dust settles, maybe later, hopefully, you know, in the next four to six months, we'll start seeing people going back out of that um, the other side because they either they couldn't hack it or or they decided it really wasn't for them because it's a very different cultural shift at a larger firm than say a firm of my size. So I think our firm is a little bit luckier than most, but we have seen some staff go and it's more senior staff and it causes a panic every time it happens. And one of the things that really upsets me the most is our firm has a firm value that that we do not prescribe how much overtime an accountant should be working. We understand that sometimes, you know, life happens and you can work more overtime and sometimes you can't. So we never prescribe the amount of overtime that somebody um, can work. So we pay a base salary and then we pay overtime and double time um, based on extra hours worked. Whereas these larger firms, they actually pay a large base salary, but then prescribe the amount of overtime that you can work. And it's usually quite substantial, but it's not really talked about. So it's hard to quantify. So if you make some assumptions about what these numbers are and you compare the salaries that they're offering to the salaries that we pay in a different format, really on a per hour basis, they're not different. The overall number is different because we're only, we on average see about 100, 150 hours of overtime maximum, where some of these firms, I'm hearing stories of three, three hundred hours a year overtime like and, and more. So that's obviously a very different amount of work. So and we do not want to make the shift. We do not want to prescribe how much time somebody has to work that's just completely against our values and our culture. But we do have some staff members that have left and they don't seem to be able to see this, which is really alarming considering they're accountants and it's math. So I'm a <laughs> <Yes>. little confused. <laughs> yes. I'm a little confused. That is concerning. But you know what? Sometimes you have to let people go out and discover things. And, and mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know if they don't believe what we're telling them or what the case may be. But it is what it is. And uh, and we've adapted. And I'm hoping that things kind of settle out in the next six months and that we can start getting some people back that appreciate our values versus work every, you know, all the hours values. So, yeah, interesting. And what, what do you guys see? I think there's some really good points there. And I think that's like really relates to your industry. Um, but I think with COVID in the last few years, and even with the next generation coming up, we have this perfect storm 
that's been created has affected many, many industries. So, you know, restaurants can't find servers. The event industry is dead. You know, what do you do with your staff? Where do they go? Do you retain them? These people have 20 years of experience. How do you, when you're putting on a concert, you can't just pick up staff that know how to deal with that kind of stuff. So there's, it really is to me like a perfect storm. And a lot of industries are dealing with it in different ways. One of my companies is in the event industry and we've had to lay everybody off. We've, the business was set up to be collapsible. We've collapsed the business in the sense that we've pulled our lease. We're still offering services, but it's a personal service in an event industry that's mobile. So three hits in COVID. It's we will survive. We're a 19 year old business, so we just have to wait it out. And we're still working, but with minimal staff. So the staff we've had for so many years, we've had to lay off. So we have to just see what happens when in our situation in the event industry of what what happens when the work ramps up again. It will likely be that we touch base with those employees to see where they're at what they're doing, would they like to come back? But they're all, they all have new opportunities and we're happy for them. As a company, we want that for, for our team. And we've worked with these people for 10 years. So of course you want what's best for them and they've got to make their own choices. And there's just simply not any work for them right now. So we have to check base with them when we're ramp up again, which will probably be in spring and see who's available to work for what. It, they will likely come back part-time or in some way, if, if whoever can. And then it will be rehiring, retraining. And that's the, those are the facts. <laughs> Finding new space, like all of those things, it's starting over a bit. And that's okay. We'll, we'll get through it. But that's where the hiring part was going to be really important of hiring the right people if they're available, if we can find the right people. So our plan is going to be the training will be double what it normally is when we're ready to hire again. I, I have a little bit of a different perspective on this whole situation as well, because we traditionally in our business had very high turnover. We always brought in new hires that were recent grads and pay them a lower wage because we knew in grants, you don't go to grant school. So you have to just train them internally. And so as a result of that, that allows them to kind of build their confidence and, and their knowledge. And I, and usually what happens is once they've done that, they're then, you know, moving on to the next opportunity. So we really spent this last year working on our culture. And I love that Candace brought up culture because I think it will either resonate with you or not. You could be working in an accounting firm and they will value dollars over, you know, health. And if that's the case, then you choose the environment that you want to work in because there's a lot of environments that will throw money at you. But, you know, you're working like a dog. And for us, it was really trying to not meet the requirements and the wages of other firms, but really helping our teammates understand and systematizing what is it that they can learn and how do they continue to move up in our company and what is the growth opportunity here and why our business is a place where they will have that growth opportunity. And then just being more flexible with the way that we're working. So allowing for remote working. I think that is the one thing that I absolutely feel I was so wrong in. Um, Previously, I was really not a fan of remote working and like this pandemic has completely changed my point of view of it. 
having said that, we are seeing some, you know, downsides of that as well, like loneliness, challenges with people not staying motivated because they they're at at home on their own and not feeling engaged and motivated um, in that way. So I think that that is, you know, that could be a challenge. But really trying to focus on what's important to the team, asking them, surveying people, sharing those results with everyone, and then really looking at whether or not our pay, if we, if there's any room that we can be bumping people up, because when there's, it's a demand and supply thing, right? If there's more talent out there, then you've got a little bit more leeway with pay. And when there isn't as much, then it really is looking at like, how can we? And so that might mean for us that we need to increase our rates and with inflation being high and, you know, the cost of living being high um, in Vancouver, it's really hard to run a business in this way. Um, so that may be the outcomes of it as well in order to keep everyone happy, even though clients might not be happy, but hopefully they'll understand that the the service and the, the continuation of that will be better with staff that's not in this, you know, constant turnover mode. Um, Rita, I think you and I, you had spoken of, you know, not necessarily having as many challenges with your staff. I'd love to learn from you as well. Like, tell me a little bit about why you think some companies are going through this and others not as much. Well, I, I think it starts, I always say the same thing. You guys are probably sick of me saying the foundation, the cornerstone, (laughs) (laughs) but it always it always does go back to that. Like when we build teams for whether it's our firm or another company's firm, we always start with the end in mind, um, the values. Like you're talking about uh, Steph and Candace and Nina about the culture um, and the fit. And and Candace, I love that you said we are not straying from who we are and this is who <laughs> we are. And our firm. I love that because it's so easy to kind of like move with the wind, right? Whatever direction it's going today or to, or just the next minute. Um, so on our side, I probably, with our firm, we don't have as much turnover. One, because we hire based on uh, levels of seniority and understanding. Um, but we also hire based on what are your end goals? What do you want to get out of this? And it isn't necessarily money. And so we take that extra time to determine what what you want out of it. A lot of the time it is experience. A lot of the times it's titles. A lot of the times it's that growth and understanding and taking on, uh, you know, lateral and cross um, being able to do, you know, higher level financial models as well as strategy, you know, versus just doing one aspect of the business. So I think just focusing in on that and then when you're sitting down and doing reviews, has that changed? Has a family situation come up? Has an external environmental um, change happened? Which, yes, it did. <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> so you could do all this wonderful, you know, planning in advance, but because of what has happened, things might have shifted. And so we, like you said, you, you don't begrudge any of your staff. Like we have such strong relationships with them and our clients with, with theirs. I mean, it's like 20 year staff, you know, veterans in the industry. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes they might feel grass is greener. And I still don't understand how people can't do the math, Candace. I'm with you a hundred percent. We, we helped a client break down you know, a senior person leaving their firm 
But when we reviewed risk versus paying what they had asked for, it really would throw off the entire culture of the company. Um, and then you'd have to change everybody's wages because it's a small family firm. So everybody would talk. It, you wouldn't be able to rebound from that. And on top of it, what happens with next year's raises and the scale? Right. It's just yep. not sustainable. So the other piece of it was is she was poached as well. But at the end of the day, they didn't do the math with the extra benefits that you get with the smaller firm or like perhaps like a firm like Handis's where you get that there's family, you get all these extra benefits and you know, you can pick up the phone and call Rita or Candace or Nina or Steph and go, I can't come in. I can't do this. I'll still get yep. the job done, but I need to deal with this. And you are like, go, go do it. And can I help you on top? <laughs> and yeah. other people wouldn't be able to do that. Um, Candace, I mean, all of us, we all worked in corporate land. We know what the overtime is. So the grass is greener people might not know what that looks like. <laughs> this person was heading yeah. into a company doing a huge transition. I couldn't stop laughing. I said, please help them understand what transition means. It's going to be two years of hell. <laughs> they won't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, you'll, and you learn a lot because I've gone, every time I switched out, you know, companies, I went for learning and growth. That was my incentive. It was not for the dollar. But with the learning and growth automatically comes the dollars. So mm -hmm. it's a shift in the mindset, in the culture, and also staying firm on who you are as a culture. And I, I really feel, Candice, a lot of them might figure out the math sooner versus later. But then I kind of think, Candice, if they couldn't figure out the math to begin with. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. I know. Yeah. But, you know, you know, your comments of, your comments about culture resonate with me because we have done a lot of work on our culture. Yes. In, like yeah. even starting before COVID, we've done a lot of work on our culture. And so we tried to make it clear to people, you know, what their learning opportunities are. So we've, we, you know, we've developed a whole new performance management system and long-term career planning and helping people break down their goals so that they can get to those goals and figuring out ways, um, you know, like in a lot of, in a lot of situations, we fund that not necessarily just CPA, but other, we have a staff member that's doing the tech program right now. We have staff that are interested in the in-depth tax program. And these are not inexpensive programs, especially for a firm of our size. We're not, we don't have the financial resources that a, you know, like a, big national firm has but we're committed to that we're committed to the happiness of our firm and we are of, of our team members because and we understand that it's not just about you know um dollars sometimes it's about do i have opportunities to learn another thing that we've done is we've mapped out how to get to every position in our office so if you're not a risk taker and you don't think you want to be a partner, so what does it look like to be an associate or associate two? Or maybe you don't even want that much risk and you just want to be a senior accountant. You know, like, what does that look like? And, and, um, and oh God, what we've done so much. It's, oh, communication about wages. So that's another thing. We've started doing a lot of work about communicating because I don't think one of the things that I think may have, may have contributed to the last couple people, um, resigning and the great resignation and going off um, is we I don't think we did a good job in communicating 
exactly what kind of effort we put into determining what market wages were. Um, um, I don't know if they thought we just threw a dart at a board or, or what have you, but we've actually <laughs> spent a, a significant period of time over the last couple of years, every summer going through, okay, what is everybody being paid in our industry? What, you know, and gathering as much data and resources as we can um, to figure out what those salary ranges should be and making sure that people are not just in the range, but comfortably in the range. You know, we're not just paying the bare minimum in that range. They're in the range. A lot of our students at the earlier years, they're only in that in that category for a year, year and a half at a time. So so those ranges aren't going to be um, massive ranges. But the, the more senior you get, the longer you're going to be in that in that category. And you're, you and you need room to, you know, have increases for merit and increases for cost of living and those types of things. So um, I think with the improvements we have in, in mind for communicating what we've done, I think we'll make staff understand it, I hope a little bit better. So. Sorry, I was just going to say, I love all the initiatives you guys have taken, Candice. That's, that's really impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I think it is the clarity that a lot of people are seeking because there's so much unknowns and what's happening in a range of industries that that's why, you know, the systems that Candice has set up, and we're attempting to kind of also systematize pay and all that, doing the research for it is so important is because it shows your team that, and anyone who's coming in, that the work has been put in to assess what's actually happening out there. Um, and instead of just like, oh, you want to raise? Otherwise, you're going to leave? Okay, here's $5,000. Oh, you're going to leave too? Oh, you found out that person's leaving, and so they got five grand, so we're going to put another five in there. And that mm -hmm. happened a lot. A lot of people came in and, you know, worked through COVID with us as we tried to hire more people because we were growing so quickly, the pay rates just needed to go up. And so then how do you take care of your existing staff members that came in before COVID and their learning's not quite at the level yet, but then they go, but I was here for two years. That person just came in and they're making 5K more than I am. And so just making sure that you are looking at things very holistically and knowing that people will talk about it as well. And oh, well, also yeah. the fact that like pay is not the only thing. So the benefits, we had to change our benefits, the the work hours and how, how we work and the flexibility around that, um, you know, having personal days, having volunteer days, like these are all benefits that we will now need to be paying out. And in Canada recently, the rule for sick days and having five paid sick days, right? Mm -hmm. Does that impact things? So I think that it's a challenging thing for businesses now where they've already been hit by COVID. They're hit with, you know, increase in wage requirements, losing staff, people being poached. You're not alone, I think is really important to understand is this is something that is happening. And the shift, it really is maybe an opportunity for you to look at your business and what are you offering and how is that pairing up with others in the industry and doing a little bit of that research so that you're not going through this every other year and having to look at this and then losing people and look at it. So it's just something to bring to everyone's attention. And sometimes this gets put at, you know, the back burner. And I think if you are growing your team, it really needs to make its way to the front. Um, so with that, let's go with a quick, you know, quick 
entire round is what we like to do. Um, what's one thing that you'd like to echo or, you know, say again and, and be like, this is something that I learned or add in to um, this conversation about the great resignation that wasn't shared earlier? I have something to add, actually. So one other thing that we actually did is we pivoted. Sorry, Stephanie, I know you, that you say you think the word's overused, but so we pivoted. And instead of just trying to hire accounting students, we're trying, we've developed a new position for an accounting technician, which is somebody that maybe wants to learn to do some bookkeeping, but they're not really interested in going through the education to be an accountant. I mean, there's lots of capable people. So we probably, we might get some of those people that were used to be servers and things like that are taking, making career changes and don't necessarily want to go through all the education. So, so really looking at alternative ways to meet the needs. Um, sometimes, you know, taking a step back and thinking of new solutions. So I think that's what I'd like to add to that. So that's a really great idea is, is creating those new positions. I think what I've learned in this conversation, and I think every industry is going to have their own challenges, whatever they might be. Um, I think what Rita said was asking the question, we are somebody, what do you, Want. Don't assume that they want more money. Don't assume that they want to work from home. Don't assume that they they want rest days. Like one thing we've learned through COVID is that uh, maybe priorities have been reevaluated for a lot of people. And so mental health, having more personal time, working from home, not having a commute, spending more time with elderly parents, uh, young children, like it, everyone's in a different situation. So having that conversation, because not everybody simply has a huge bank account to just throw more money at people. You know, you have to look at all of your costs. I hope you like that, Candace and Rita. (laughs) And you have to see what's actually feasible in the short term and the long term. So we can't just keep throwing money at people. Um, Some companies can and some companies can. So if a restaurant's been shut down or a bar's been shut down, they don't have money to be throwing more money to be throwing at servers or staff they have to really be creative so you might have to be creative you might have to come up with new solutions i think staying true to your values is a great idea i love that and um and then you just have to work through it and see what you can do in every industry I, I love how you always say that you're the not finance person and then you jump right back in and then, yes, Candice and I were smiling um, like crazy when you were making your, we love hearing that. But I, I think on my side, it goes back to, again, you know, focusing in on the values, on who you are as a company. When you hire someone, does it match the values, the long-term goals? Um, and then don't forget, and um, I love what both Steph, Nina, and Candice, all of you guys were talking about, is building those systems of who you are as a company, the culture. But remember to frame it all in an easy-to-understand remuneration package. And I think a lot of people forget to add in everything that they do. And we we had to do that with quite a few companies and when they figured out what they were doing and when we actually turned around and showed the package to the staff, they're like, holy crap. <laughs> like, you, you know, like you said, there could be uh, learning or courses that you're taking it could be time off. It could be, you know, just that extra time uh, for me, for my own remuneration package. My biggest incentive, um, in case anybody feels like hiring me, was my schedule never touch my schedule. My schedule is always mine. <laughs> and 
the rest you can play with, but never my schedules. So, so again, it just kind of boils down to, um, you know, it, yes, you can't throw money at everything. We don't want to look at anything that way. It's just not a viable, sustainable business at that point. Um, we want to look at it holistically, but it's not easy to do that with everything happening all at once. And right. I think everybody has different advisors and support. And then through different people leaving or joining, you learn these different pieces and then you add on to your culture and your process and your systems. Mm-hmm. I think that's, sorry, I was just going to say like communication and honesty, I think is going to go a really long way in this climate. Like what Candace was saying, did we communicate that we actually spend a lot of time looking at what the salaries are and also communicating where you are in your industry with new hires? Like, here's what we've been dealing with for the last two years or one year or whatever. And here's what we can offer you. We might not be able to offer you the biggest salary, the most competitive salary, but we can offer you a few other things. And that's that balance, that life work balance or whatever it might be for your particular industry. Hmm. I feel like with good talent, they're good talent, whether, you know, and the good talent will sometimes be approached. I think the, interesting article that I read this week was keeping that door open just a little Mm -hmm. bit in case the grass isn't as green as they expected on the other side. Um, And so, you know, although it may not work out, making sure that they're aware that there may be still an opportunity to come back if that is something that they'd be open to. Um, And that honesty part, Nina, is very important as well. Like we can't afford to pay what these bigger firms are paying. In fact, I even said to someone like, whatever you're looking for, go to Amazon because they pay amazing. You just need to be able to live and work in that environment. And that's something that you may find is not going to work for your lifestyle or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be that you're looking at. So I think that um, a lot of people are assessing things differently these days. They're choosing differently. And, you know, just a comment on fairness and equity, and that has to do with not everybody wants the same thing, which was brought up in this podcast as well. So fairness and equity are two different things, right? And that's really important that your staff are aware of it as well. So I think with that, we will close out this episode. We hope that this was a, you know, an opportunity for you to understand what we're seeing in the business community. And uh, that if there are challenges with keeping staff or staff being poached or staff leaving or retiring early, you are not alone. Feel free to share this episode um, within your community because you never know when this could help someone who's going through exactly what we're talking about here. And maybe it could bring them some serenity now. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.